Hey, Book Force. <laughs> okay, I know this is like really crazy. Uh, welcome to another cool episode of GI Joe Book. Um, I'm busy sorting out some technical issues on the run here, so I'm going to introduce you to tonight's um, usual guests, or not usual guests, our host with the most. It's Rob. Say hello to everybody. Hey. Rob. I'm a usual guest, apparently. <laughs> You're a usual guest. And then, uh, and somebody special is joining us. It is ACDG, uh, ACDJ, ACDC, or MCDJ, ACDC. <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah. Well, okay. okay. And then, are you good? I, I hope so. I hope I'm good. I hope so too. And the last little bit of ingredients that needs to go into this whole stew is my headset. Ah, and also just quickly, hello, Bergforce. How is everybody? Bergforce and good? everybody Sound else. Welcome. Sound There's a lot of the people. AKA They're definitely the waiting on us. I am special. <laughs> Thanks, Bart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't have double sound. Woohoo! Okay. No double sound. Wow, you sound sexy now. I love it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think this is because my, my headset mic is kicked in. <laughs> Hell okay. yeah. Hell yeah. So the power... So if, if you guys see my screen go dark, that, that's when the power goes out. So anyway. So I uh, just want to just name drop quickly. Wow, we got Gaz here. We got Brick Fiction. Uh, we got Gaz, we got Bot, what's up? We got Emmanuel's Emmanuel. uh, here. Uh, Robert Kulupitan. Oh, is Robert Kulupitan here as well? Nice. We don't Anything Joe's has joined days. us too. That's such yeah, a cool like, um, picture. So, so cool. So we got everybody here. Okay, cool. So tonight is kind of a, um, kind of a special evening. Uh, Steve is not on this episode, as I'm sure you guys can all notice. <laughs> Uh, oh my has, goodness! He he had some important business to attend to. Jeez, at this rate, I was almost not in this episode. And <laughs> it's special. It's not special because Steve's not here. It's special because we got Mr. Creech with us. Hey. So, hey hey. So Andrew, can we can can we can just call you Andrew, right? That's. Would that be okay? Okay, That's good. good. Okay, sweet. So, and this is also one of those animated series episodes, which means we're going to be talking about. The cartoon and um the vintage one or yeah the vintage uh, is it a vintage show or do we call it a retro show i can never quite get <laughs> the original cartoon right? the original the cartoon. original cartoon is vintage 20 TV questions show. with hector ramirez which is i don't know if you guys agree with me a totally missed opportunity for a toy uh i would love a hector ramirez figure uh, Stevens always would here. be a lot of fun. I don't know. Oh, if I had that, yeah. so if I had that, I would do the Han shot, open it up, test figure of it, and I would throw it very hard on the wall. So you would get. <laughs> so you would get arms <laughs> to open. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That dude. Oh, and it. it's. <laughs> no, Hector Ramirez is such a. I don't love to hate character. I feel like he's such a. He's such a like horrible. Oh, I mean, it's a caricature of of modern day um, like news or television journalism. So, 
Well, we're not modern day. 80s television journalism. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just always felt like we should have gotten him as a toy. I think he would have been great. Um, maybe we could have done it as a two-pack with Scoop or something. That could have been fun. With Shipwreck. Well, as Spin Killer says, maybe Super 7 will get to them around, you know, eventually. I hope so. Hey, and also, what's up, Spin Killer? Nice to see you here, dude. And hello, so, oh, quadrinri, quadriniero? Quadriniero? Quadriniero, yeah. My Spanish cool. is not so good. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, neither is mine. So no judgment, Rob. I'm glad to see and you. And then Rob, Bart's made he... a custom hacker. Oh, has he? Bart? Hell yeah. You've got to show us, man. You've got to show us. I'm sure you, he's posted images of it before, but he's got to show it to us again. And uh, Rob, what is the other episode that we're going to be doing? The other, the modern <clears throat> episode, the Renegades one. Renegades, I, I believe it was Firefight. Is it Firefight? Firefight. Correct. That is correct. Cool. Firefight. Well, so, um, you know, just so you know, Rob and I are the worst when it comes to preparing for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob's only marginally worse than I am. Um, but it's Rob, you true. This yeah. Uh, so, Paul is, is, is definitely a little bit better than I am. So that's why Stephen wrote to me when he told me good luck Thursday night. Okay. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what he meant. So um, you're yeah. in good hands. You're in good hands. We might not even talk about these cartoons. I don't know. I I think we should. I think we should at least talk about twenty questions because uh, there's oh, some sure. fighting words already. Yeah, we got um, uh, we got good old Andrew over here, like going, "I hate Hector Ramirez." Yeah, so, yeah that yeah. show. When I was a kid, I hated it. I think as an adult, I hated it even more. Oh yeah. yeah, is he in more is than it... one episode? He is. Oh, he for is. reals? Okay. I mean, I have watched the whole yeah the original like series, but like I don't remember him too well. I think maybe because he he is a bit of a a nasty man. He is a nasty man, but you know what's kind of cool about him and uh, Robert Kalupitan actually, and that's quite the paragraph. Thank you, Robert. Hector Ramirez, in the 80s, as a universe-wide character who appeared in multiple cartoons like Transformers and G.I. Joe, along with Inhumanoids, Gem, etc. So, as unheard of, showing these properties exist in a single universe. So, that is pretty cool, actually. He's, he's like a... I didn't yeah. know that at all. Yeah, so he's like irritatingly in all of these different shows. Which is <laughs> so cool. And... Um, that's why I think we should have had him as as a figure. Uh, and because I don't know if you guys remember that old uh, G.I. Joe app game. Uh, the it's like a it's it was like a card game kind of thing. You had like your characters and you went on a little map and you randomly battled. It was like twenty eleven. That's how long oh, ago. Oh that it mobile was. game. Was it yeah, a mobile game? A mobile ga yeah, it yeah. was a mobile game. And so part of me. Always happens when Steve's not here that I burp on the, on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, there was a special like sort of event that had Hector Ramirez as well, which I thought was quite cool. And I remember being quite excited about that and really feeling that my fan uh, fun bone was being tickled. Uh, this is where <laughs> we need Steve to go. Oh, nobody's tickling people's fun bones here or something. But uh, anyway... <laughs> So, Rob, uh, would you mind breaking down 
Uh, actually, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the cartoon, yes, I've got this whole show so well planned out in my head. <laughs> hell um, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, let's start with Andrew. You, you, you recently spe- uh, celebrated a special day. And I, I just want to just mention, I did not get a notification because I would have totally wished you on your day. I feel like, I feel like your birthday you, was like... because you unfriended me. I didn't unfriend you. <laughs> no, say it isn't so. I would not unfriend you. No, 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 no. no. That's not cool. I wouldn't ghost you like that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it was your birthday recently. So happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. Oh, yeah cool to have you on the show uh and it's actually cool to hear you i think the last time you were on the show with us you were unboxing was it i keep thinking it was like a classified figure um i know it feels like a like a lifetime ago so, so what did you do for your birthday andrew yeah this but, year i worked <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Did you get anything cool for your birthday, though? I did. Yes. I was talking to Stephen. I've been ordering a bunch of uh, the core vehicles, so I've been working on that collection. Oh, sweet! Before GI Joe Bird does another episode on it, the price is skyrocketing again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, like. That's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I've never actually seen any evidence of that, but <laughs> yeah, man. I hope the core. It'll happen eventually. It, it's going to happen eventually. But the core stuff is so cool. Like, it's hit this, this special. I think the core stuff's always had this kind of coolness to it. Even the vintage stuff, you know, I know it's always kind of had this, like, uh, sort of this odor of being a G.I. Joe knockoff brand, which, you know, that's not mince words here. It is. But it's a really good one, I feel. And it managed to endure. It managed to to live longer. It, it managed to be better than itself. Uh, and in some ways, kind of endured longer than G.I. Joe. I think I think technically Core has been running longer than G.I. Joe now. Technically. Because they were years... Yeah, because they were years... I can't think of a year where there wasn't any core figures, but I can think of years when there weren't any GI Joes. So, and like GI Joe, core also did reinvent themselves quite often as they went along. Mm. You know, like when GI Joe tried modern era, you know, the, the modern era figures, core also kind of like attempted something new with their figures, with new construction. Mm. And for a time, like the core figures, I think me and Stephen played with them more than we did GI Joes, because they just produced like a really cool line of figures at one point. We're like these are our main characters. For me, yeah. it was the vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, like the vehicles. I had bought a ridge recently, and some of you guys are familiar with a he's like a creator of custom vehicles and paint jobs. Anyways, uh, Cybercrew Custom, and he's really good. He hangs out at Joe Fest every year as well too. And I sent a bunch of the core vehicles to him for painting and, and whatnot, kind of building into the GI Joe line. So I'm really excited to get those back. Cool, man. Yeah, like, uh, why? Uh, have you got any special kind of customs uh, like planned, or did you ask him to surprise you? We kind of do both. Most of them are planned, and then he'll get it, and then be like, hey, do you mind if I do this or that? Kind of put my own spin to it. And I'm like, yeah, man, shoot for it, go for it. The two biggest ones I'm excited to get back are the uh, Sky Knight that Stephen bought recently and reviewed. Uh, uh-huh. I had them for about a year, and then I sent them off to them, and they're going to be uh, painted up like in the uh, slaughter water coolers. 
So they'll be like a, uh, they'll match with Beast Bomber than I did last year in the Slider Marauders uh, covers. Hmm. Crazy, man. Okay. So that's cool. Then at least, you know, you're all about like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you're all about giving him that um, creative freedom, you know, and that's cool. It's always nice when you when you get to work with people that kind of, they know what they want, but they also like, uh, you know, give it your touch, you know, that's always fun. Yeah, and if you're um, not happy with results, he says, hey, I'll make it right, just let me know. He's a really cool dude. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's always, uh, that's another thing. If the work can be guaranteed in some way, that's also great. And I think with the customs, with the customs market, uh, especially, there is a very high, uh, well, there's a there's a strong need for people to be sort of uh, accountable, because it's a very niche community. And of that niche community, very few of few of those guys actually do commissions. So, you know, you have to keep that standard up. And I think everybody has to kind of come together with that and make sure that it works. Yeah, and it's really word of mouth that really gets these guys um, more commissions and more work. So, I mean, it's always right. in their best interest to kind of be the best they can be. And that's kind best of cool. the best of the best, sir. <laughs> um, and uh, before we move on to the cartoon, um, any like super new purchases that you guys have done this past week, toy-wise, anything new that arrived in your lives? I don't have anything new, unfortunately. I've been I've been too busy working. <laughs> I, Nothing new. I have the new. same story. I have the same story. I've also been too busy working. Uh, there is a boat force member who uh, has sent you some stuff recently, Rob. Whoa. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I can't I can't say much more than that. Um, so we'll be seeing that soon. So that's exciting. So when that arrives, oh, yeah. and it should arrive just before you get here for Comic Con. So, oh, excellent. Yeah, so, so maybe we can do a cool unboxing when I'm there. Yeah, Welcome. we can do an unboxing. So that'll be awesome. And um, yeah, that's something that's pretty cool. And you, Andrew, anything new? Did you pick up any good toys? Any bad toys? Any <laughs> horrible toys? Actually, other than the core and, of course, the usual classified that everybody else is getting in on the pre-orders, I did pick up, I can't remember if it's Mission something. Anyways, it's uh, everybody's seen it. It's that black Apache. 118 scale, it's two. Uh, it's got like the uh, shark teeth sticker in the front. I wish I could remember the name of it. Anyways, I found it in mint in a box on eBay for like 80 bucks plus shipping. So I scooped that up and was super stoked about it because it's large. Dude, that sounds awesome. Um, please, when you get a chance, uh, if you haven't already, put some images on the Facebook. Will do. Yes. We're old. We have Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we can maybe we can pop it up on Insta as well. I'd love to check that out. I, you just like said big Apache, so I mean you kind of have my attention already. So that's that's something special. And the classified figures, uh, I know that uh, for me in at least in Big Bad Toy Store, um, in my pile of loot, I've got a shipwreck. I got Bazooka, and I have torpedo before i go and say the wrong person but no it is torpedo um and <laughs> i'm very excited about those three in particular like i didn't think i would be excited about a bazooka figure but i think they really knocked it out of the park and uh shipwreck is a, fa is a favorite character and torpedo just looks like an amazing toy so the one I'm most have you gotten yet i'm the one i'm most excited about is of course, everybody else is 
kind of butt hurt because you can only order one if you're lucky to get it. But that Cobra Eagle looks amazing. I'm so waiting to hopefully things, you know, more production comes in and people can get them. But ah, uh, so at least a couple of them. I I don't know what what's the story behind the eel. Uh, is it an exclusive or is it a regular release? Initially, I think you can only get it on Hasbro Pulse, and I even have Pulse. And I logged in through that notification, and you can only get one, and they were gone. I think oh, I'm sorry. And Amazon has two, and Amazon was the same way. They listed it, and then next thing you know, currently unavailable. It's just a matter of minutes. I can't remember mm-hmm. though if Amazon had a limit on how many you could buy or not. But Hasbro Pulse, you can only get one. That's crazy. It's like they don't that want people crazy. to have the figure. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I have seen some, like, typical, like, fanboy mutterings on the internet about um, his neck being very long, but I don't know if that's just because it's just not fully popped in that and that you can just pop it in properly. Some guys have been complaining about that, but I don't know if they're complaining so much as just making a joke about it. So maybe there are some quality control issues, and that's why they are so scarce. Maybe the next run will be much better. So maybe maybe being the second rat, you get the cheese, you know, on this one. So, so. <laughs> don't jump Cheers. on things too early. Well, Bart yeah. in the chat's got his range viper. He says he's nice. quite sweet. Sweet. And sweet. also welcome WJ and JoeFan84. Glad to have you here. Rad. And there was somebody else as well that sort of snuck in here as well. We got JoeFan84. Oh, that you said. Oh, okay. W-J. You said WJ, and I always say it as WJ. In my mind. <laughs> oh, Moonlight <laughs> 47 joined? Yeah. Yeah. Moonlight 47. And he makes a good point. At one point, even G.I. Joe became Battle Core. <laughs> they also became the core. Yeah, they, they became a no core. No one could get away from it. No, nobody. Okay, so Rob, um, you're going to have to, like, uh, you're going to have to do the 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 job of um, summing up this episode. Well, I just feel like you're going to be of 20 questions yeah um for the audience because yeah there's a lot of people that haven't watched the show yet so no pressure oh i did see that i saw in comments earlier people were like speed watching it quickly before i'm joining so basically the geodos are practicing and then this reporter shows up on the scene with this shady looking dude um who is convinced that cobra the cobra does not exist and the taxpayers are wasting their money on uh, the gi joe team so this reporter is not coming there to kind of like investigate and figure out like you know oh, is america wasting its money um mm. and so they the, the guys on the ground don't want to deal with this they t- take them back to the base and flint for some reason chooses a uh, shipwreck to babysit them and shipwreck mm-hmm. with his temper um mm-hmm. you know if it gets so upset with these guys he's like i'm gonna prove to you that cobra exists <laughs> yeah, he's, and he he's, decides... <laughs> he's like i'm gonna prove it so i'm gonna take you out there into the battlefield uh and and then you're gonna know that cobra's real because they're gonna kill you and then you'll really know that they're real <laughs> yeah so they they can land it in, in, a, in some sort of trap um springing a cobra trap and they get taken underground where it turns out this weaselly dude that's kind of trying to convince people that you know cobra doesn't exist is actually the baroness in a i i i did not see that was coming her body was like this kind of like dumpy like you know like nerdy dude and then she takes the mask off and suddenly like oh my god it's the baroness 
like you take the mask off and that you know deflates whatever like uh, disguise she was wearing and it's like it was always the baroness that was i didn't i didn't see that coming yeah so by this point Baron yeah yeah sorry sorry yeah. carry on carry on no it's so just only the to do, yeah. are, i'm gonna talk over you and then i'm gonna say Go sorry it. and i'm gonna let you speak maybe <laughs> i might interrupt you again Let's no keep going keep going keep going <laughs> don't keep going okay so so duke eventually arrives on the scene they realize the shipwreck's been uh you know he's missing and the whole joe team tries to show up and help out um and the dreadnoughts are, are kind of like destroying some sort of gas factory. They steal a whole bunch of different types of gas because they're like, they don't, you know, explosive gas is cool, but laughing gas is pretty cool too. They definitely <laughs> use that against bad laughing guys, gas. you know, against the Joes. Um, so the, the Joes managed to infiltrate this, this cave, hidden cave base of Cobra and all of the gas explodes. Everyone's laughing and Cobra's plan is completely ruined. Uh, he somehow manages to escape as, you know, as usual. And the Joes have, have filched their entire plan. Um, well, not filched. They've, they've ruined this, you know, Cobra's plan to steal gas. Gas. <laughs> and there's some nice featured characters in this. I mean, you get Shipper featured. Baroness is there. Um, Alpine does a lot of cool, like, alpining. Um, Covergirl is featured in the episode, too. Um, Steven, uh, that's the point. Oh, yeah. Steven in the comments uh, says yeah, she was always clutching something to hide her chest while in disguise to hide her enormous bat. That's very interesting. You're right, because the character is always holding that briefcase in the chest area. How about that? It, it, it's, it's true, but also, like, still the character was still drawn. You know, like, the sides were still drawn kind of like... It was kind of like a little, like, chubby dude, essentially. Um, so it was, that completely took me off, off guard. I didn't realize that was the Baroness at all. I uh, for a second there, I was like, I was like, are you guys talking about cover goal? I got confused. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh no, I'm just, I'm just putting out there that there's other characters in the show. Um. <laughs> so, so the, uh, we're sort of treating this like a, a podcast where you can see a little bit of video now, um, because we have no images because that's how how great we are. But it's also just because our images <laughs> are full because we just did this like special feature episode um which the patrons will have early access to which is pretty cool um so that's coming out soon i, I think uh, steven's busy on the edits for that actually um anyway uh don't you find like the gi joe hq like they're watching spider-man yeah that was a cool easter egg that was a cool easter egg but also don't you find that the, that like hq that they in that that rec room looks a lot like the lounge from uh spider-man uh, and these secret friends or super friends or whatever the heck that show was called, you know the one with the, uh, it's him and Firewoman, and Fire, Firebrand, 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 yeah. And I then think... the table does that flipsy flopsy thing. It goes wow wow. And then, yeah, <laughs> this room looks like it's that room. I don't know why. I mean, maybe because and... of Spider-Man being on the TV, it kind of like you have that association now. Firestar and Ice. Firestar, yes, I thought so. Yeah, I wanted to say Firestar, but I'm like, was it Firestar? I can't remember. Anyway, um, also a nice little deep cut is uh, Scarlet. Not only are they watching Spider-Man on TV, Scarlet has actually got a Spider-Man comic in hand. So this is fairly early on in the episode. They're just chilling, you know. And um, this is after the whole argument with Flint and Hector Ramirez and all of that stuff. 
And then we also got Thunder. Like you're talking about like squeezing in characters into this episode. We got Thunder as well. Sorry, I'm actually just scrubbing through the um, YouTube as I'm doing this so that I can see the images because, you know, memory. <laughs> and, well, I've um, shared with us, Paul. I'm going to try. <laughs> so let me see if I can do it because I have this like crazy. Yes, there we go. Robert, hold on. Let me just do this. Uh, Robert Kalupita nailed it. It's Spy Dean and his amazing, and that amazing friend. His amazing friends, yeah. Yeah, all good. I also like to and welcome off. Ryan to the to the broadcast and yes. Inu Inu to be Inu Tabi Inu Tabi Oh Inu Tabi Yeah, it's Tabi. Oh, we call him a new table. That'll work too. <laughs> a new table. <laughs> a new table. Yeah. Inu. So, uh, he's a, a local Joe fan. Hey, he's a South African Joe fan. Just uh, putting that out there. Oh so, hell yeah! Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to try and share my screen. I hope this works well. Um, here we go. I hope I don't get into trouble <laughs> with the YouTube gods. Um, well, as long as you're I've... pausing it. I mean, just show screenshots. Don't play the video. Yeah. yeah. So I was hoping it would actually just show the video. But I mean, not the video, but I, I was hoping it would actually just at least make it full screen instead of showing, <laughs> you know, that I'm not subscribed to Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> who is who is who is subscribed to hasbro let us know so this dude like is such a shit stirrer this baroness in in weird guy costume and ryan said something about him uh giving a uh what i bet that baroness caused many dudes chubbies yes i'm sure many an awkward <laughs> <bonus>. <laughs> um, anyway, he's a fantastic I'm, disguise like I, no. I, it really was a twist when when he pulled that off and it was Baroness. You know, for me, because I didn't like this episode, but remember watching it as a kid, I knew that character was somebody in disguise, but did not know who until watching it earlier this morning. I was like, I'll be. It's like, I did not realize that was going to be the Baroness. Totally forgot about that as a kid. Yeah, um, I actually totally forgot about that as an adult because when I like peaked the episode as well, I was I thought, okay, maybe he's Zartan. <laughs> You know, I thought like, oh, it's Zartan. But then, then they show you Zartan. And right. I was like, oh. Okay. Someone else is in disguise. Maybe it's Serena. Serena. And then we yeah. have, okay. So then we got good old shipwreck. And, you know, he, I, I can't <laughs> seem to get this thing to stop spinning. Um, It's just, it, ah, it's it could not, it could not care. It hates me so much right now. There we go. So now we've got old shipwreck. He's trying to prove to everybody that, oh, to these guys, oh, you know, war is real. Cobra command is real. Cobra is real. He's, um, yeah, shame. And then we've got very uh, spacious dragonflies they have in the massive show. set of cheers. Ever. Like, wow. Like, I mean, Three dude, there's even in the back and a camera. It's the, and a camera. It's That's the mass device edition. It's, it's insane. And it actually looks a bit like Shipwreck is standing more than he's like sitting in that thing. Like I know mm. you can sort of see the line there, it, you know, but it looks more like he's standing, like he's like riding a boat. Um, so his ego gets the better of him, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go and prove everything." And and then they, it, it's they, just um, wild to me that Flint decides to choose Shipwreck. I mean, obviously it's some sort of punishment for his um his overacting during the exercises earlier. But like it's such a bad choice on Flint's part to make. Well, 
it's also a bad choice. I mean, how many news people, you know, break into military property and training and then say, ah, I demand to see your superior officer. It's like, yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, we'll stop along the brig, all right? And you can talk through that <laughs> way. Well, they are, I think they're definitely very casual. Uh, I think there are some serious events here um, that inspired events in the movie because, you know, here Hector Ramirez and crew, they just waltz onto the G.I. Joe base and they like, you know, just like Andrew said. But in, in the movie, uh, Flint pretty much gets court martialed. I mean, Flint Falcon gets court martialed. Falcon, yeah. Falcon gets court martialed uh, just for taking his girlfriend there, you know. And uh, <laughs> she, she dared to bring a camera, you know. Like, that's crazy. So G.I. Joe is obviously very sensitive about this after post Hector Ramirez. So what's happening here, Rob? This is um, shipwreck. He's just he's trying to prove to them that this was the missile that like took them down or something like that. Yeah. So they get knocked down um, by the missile launchers, and they somehow kind of like stumble across them after the entire Joe team and their own dragonflies don't notice, you know, shipwrecking them on the ground. So now he has to kind of like save the GI Joes, who are actually doing a pretty good job on their own once um, mm. Cobra launches their Rattlers. Rattlers. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing kind of okay. They don't really need that much help. There really are a lot of characters in this. I mean, they also have... Um... Oh, who else is in this? Ace is in this as well, but, you know, just like talking. Um, Ripcord yeah, is in it too. Yeah, Ace and Ripcord. They want to... They ask me if he needs like a, a co-pilot to go, when he goes to go fly them up. And of course, you know, Shipwright's like, no, 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 I'm good. Because, you know, all those guys are hidden in the back seats. So... They probably could have fitted more people in there. And apparently, um, according to Clements, at least, um, America did get the four-seater uh, dragonflies. It's weird that we didn't I get loved them. It. <laughs> I thought this is so good. Those are the dragonflies we got in America. Did you not get the four-seat version there? <laughs> like, I think that's so cool. <laughs> that's why I had a big smile um, earlier because I read that. That was, that was Clemens being sneaky funny. And then also here, Clemens again with... Falcon showed a girl classified info, then left his post, and they got attacked. The reduction of duty, Article 15, at least, or court martial. I agree, um, but it's probably it's probably that like that because they let Hector Ramirez in in the first place. Yeah, it's all they learned their lesson here, so they, they introduced rules lesson. against yeah. that. If I show you just this screenshot, uh, what do you think is happening here? Uh, only the wrong so the answers screenshot in the comments. Of please. Zartan and. Torch? No. This is Buzzer. God, I hate the trademarks. I always forget their names. Um, they've taken the the Joe's prisoner the, and Hector. I I don't even know what's going on there. Welcome to our private club, guys. <laughs> Check. Is this is this sneaky Steven trying to sneak into our stream? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, no, no, no. He's disappeared. He's haunting us, Rob. Did you see that? He's haunting us. He's like, I'm watching you. Yeah. Maybe he can't speak. Um, but I just thought this looked really dirty. I had a good laugh at this when uh, when they're coming down the elevator. Because when Celia saw this as well, she's like, whoa, what kind of party are they going to? <laughs> she saw it completely out of context. So I had to like ask you guys. Because, um, I mean, it tracks. And then, like, what's the password? Anyway, um, further on into the episode, now we're in this cave, Rob, um, and we're going to now show we've had the largest dragonfly ever made. Let's then move on to the smallest Skyhawk 
ever made. Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can get that. There we go. Look how tiny this thing is, man. It's like everything else they make is absolutely huge, but the the Skyhawk is super tiny. I don't. But even if you look at the toy itself, it's like how does it actually fly? Like for reals. You put your you pick it up with your hand and you make swish swish sounds. That's how it actually <laughs> flies. <laughs> that's that's the only way you can make that happen. It's the only way. Um, otherwise, otherwise it's just tickets for everybody. I just. I, I don't know why this caught my attention. Uh, I just thought, wow, that Skyhawk's ca uh, cockpit just looks a lot smaller than it normally is. And that armor is like paper thin. Anyway, that's how you die, um, apparently. <laughs> and also, um, Clemens just uh, uh, mentioned it's a surprise party and the Dreadnoughts are throwing it. Hey, Then you know oh, it's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, maybe it's at the Blue Oyster Club. Um, Robert Kalupatan's guy at the back was the cameraman, and yeah, um, yeah. I that, uh, so oh, Moonlight 47, it's like the uh, Sonic Fighters Apache, mm. yes, very, very small, like not even for a toy, just hectic. And this is one of the worst, like, this is something I hate. It's a, it's a cartoon trope, uh, I see it, you know, and it's a video game trope, actually, but more of a cartoon trope that you see, like drilling machines that are like this that are open at the top man i hate that <laughs> do you know why i hate that it probably makes absolutely no sense because probably all those no rocks sense. are going to hit you as you're trying to dig a, these tunnels even as a kid i thought that made no sense like if that if they ever made it as a toy i would have like it would have made sense you know i suppose this is a show where they have things like well actually they don't have the buzz balls in the show but um this is a a, 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 a a property that has things like buzz balls and pogos and stuff. We, maybe we should be more lenient, but I hate this open top rubbish. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Everyone would die using a thing, as Viper Scout says. They would die. If you remember yeah. in, in the mass device, that one was sealed on the, you mm. know, the rooftop. And then going to uh, Rise, the Pentor Rise, when they go through the castle, Transylvania, that one was open like this one as well, too. So, yeah, it's. Does it make any sense? One minute they're closed, one minute they're open. It's they just annoying. Mind. I can only imagine that they did it because they wanted this scene uh, to play out. Like they had it as a in a storyboard like this, and then maybe maybe the animators like were just super efficient and did these things, and they were like, oh well, we're just gonna have to use that design the whole way through or something. You never know. Sometimes you know, animation's a funny game. Sometimes the last scenes get approved before the early scenes. It's weird. It's weird. And um, oh, there's some cover goal. There was a great, I'm trying to find it now. Oh, also on this shot, just because I want to be a little bit uh, finicky. I love that they did a depth blur. I think that's really, really cool. Because yeah, so it's, it's Cobra Commander and Baroness in the foreground with the drilling machine. And then it's uh, Shipwreck Ramirez and the camera guy in the in the background. That is actually really cool. How do you even do that? In animation you just like blur i don't know like blur the lines in in that time uh, i think all they did is they um drew the cell um pretty much like normal and then they just uh, when they took a photograph of it they took an out of uh, out of focus you know when they when they photographed the cell i think they just put it out of focus 
That's all. Oh, okay. Like, nothing, too, there was nothing too high tech. crazy yeah. technical thing you have to do to get that effect going. In in modern day, you could use something like a blur filter or something on Photoshop or your camera app or whatever. So you can do that stuff. A lot of a lot of um, phones these days have this like special feature where you can do that sort of depth of field blur uh, on a too easy on a camera. If you're using a real camera, or at least on my camera, I have to set it to f11 to get that feel anywhere between eight and eleven. But yeah, dude, here we have not laughing gas. Laughing gas, <laughs> laughing gas, expo gas. But it's 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 interesting because like Cobra Commander has set up this cave because he's heard about some sort of um, illegal military gas that the military was going to use, but they decided not to use it and to kind of like um, bury it somewhere in this area that he's digging around in. But there also just happened to be an actual gas factory in the area that all had all of these different types of um, gas canisters. Gas it's just interesting that, that by coincidence that just happened to you know to be in the area. Yeah, coincidence is a bitch. And then like uh does anybody wanna uh tell me what the problem with this shot is? Okay, so the shot you're referring to is all the Joes that have uh, snuck into the into the cave base, Alpine and Gung Ho, Covergirl and Spirit are now all hiding basically inside or underneath a truck of explosive gas. Yes. <laughs> and they're wondering why no one's shooting at them. <laughs> what the hell? Like, on one hand, I think it's like really, really clever because nobody will shoot at you if everybody is sensible. But the know? problem is that, that, that they kind of all get into that position. And, but yes. they don't realize until they're in position. They're like, why is there no one shooting at us? Oh, it's because these things are marked as explosive gas. Their situational awareness is very bad. Uh, Especially for military, also... For yeah, for special forces. Yeah, it's terrible. Also, they're kind of like sneaking in. And then I think Baroness shoots um, randomly because um, Shipwreck kind of uh, tussles with she, her. And then the Joes... Spirit. Spirit. Yes, she was trying to hit uh, oh, Freedom. Freedom, sorry, freedom. Because freedom. freedom. And then the Joes are like, oh, God, they know we're here. Uh, we, we better just, uh, you know, assault, the, you know, this in, inside base. But it's like, guys, they don't know you're there. That's just a random shot. Pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> I still like it when you ask Gunho to be quiet. Like, you're in a ventilation shaft in the cave, man. I'm sorry. And you're nailing you know, climbing spikes and rings with a hammer. There's no quiet, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm just, like, I, I almost feel like this whole scene here, you know, when the gas gets out and everybody starts laughing and they have, like, serious giggle fits and stuff. I feel like this is the, like, cartoon equivalent of it actually exploding and going off and actually just killing everybody yeah they've basically i mean not failed but they have yeah you know, they have failed i mean like you know everything just explodes and yes cobra's plan is ruined but it's by accident it's it's mm. by chance and there's a lot of chance in this episode as well um mm. you know them happening to go to the place that um the computer tells them that oh there might be cobra activity in this area but it but when they do get there it does feel like Zartan and them were expecting them Mm. Which I, they're expecting them, but at the same time, it's like you have no plans to deal with them once they're there. 
Did you get that sense? If you remember earlier, buzzers when Zartan was telling him to shoot down shipwrecks, dragonfly, I think Buzzer said it had been great because he hadn't shot down something in within a week or it was a couple of days. So it's mm. like they were shooting down something previously, but it's amazing how then there's been no report. CI Joe didn't investigate, but yet you're in the United States in Colorado and somebody's shooting down aircraft and you know, this is all just new. We just stumble upon it. No one's checking it out. Right. Yeah. Well, the computer somehow, maybe that maybe that's what the computer knew about. It's like they don't actually respond to every single instance of like maybe Cobra's over there. <clears throat> I don't know. I think a SAM site being on US soil is definitely worth <laughs> worth get investigation. That's not like mess around. <laughs> Even if this and uh I'm I'm gonna get to like the closing moments here, uh, but I've had it like on the screen, I've had this little shot here. So we got all the rocks going off and everybody's laughing. And are they all having a fantastic time trying to escape? Later, boy. I, yeah, they are, right? So I was recently at a friend's wedding. And uh, as is customary for a lot of weddings that I've been to, with the exception being Stephen's one. So thank you, Stephen. <laughs> uh, not having this. But uh, DJs always invariably throw in the locomotion. You know Kylie Minogue's uh, song? Yeah. yeah. Do Everybody's learning a brand new dance do. now. Yeah, yeah. Sing it, Rob. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this just reminds me of it, like the way they're like walking out. I like just feel like this whole like little scene here is so meme worthy. The way that like, anyway, they're all trying just, to get out yeah. there. All trying but to it's, get out. it's quite funny as well that they're all they're all laughing. Like it's it's yeah. really funny. Like you hear Zartan with that kind of like filter over his voice. He's like, "We need to get out." <laughs> <laughs> I still think it was. Sorry. It's yeah. got a good that Herrick, Mister Herrector there got his uh, just desserts. We had an interview Cobra Commander. It's like, ah, have fun with that narcissist, dude. Enjoy yourself. Because you can tell me, <laughs> you can tell in the interview he was like, he's like, oh boy, you know, his legs are all crossed because. Commander's laying it on thicker than, you know, BS. Yeah, he was very yep. uninterested in, in in interviewing the leader of a terrorist organization. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He should have been way more into it. But I yeah. guess he was just like, it was his opportunity to stop himself from being killed by a right. giant drilling machine. Yeah, he didn't that. see the opportunity for what it was. Have a yeah, good dinner, you... Bart. Enjoy. Red. Um, and then yeah, and we have some near on-screen romance here. So uh, Hector Romero is <laughs> clearly, clearly uh, digging old Duke. No, he's just... Uh, he happens to be alive. He's just like, just oh, giving... thank goodness I escaped that. Thank... Yeah, I'm so glad I... Situation I've ever been in my entire life. Lies. I mean, he's seen giant talking, walking, transforming robots. Anyway... Um, but the, the episode as a whole, um, yes. what did you guys think about it? Was it a good one, bad one? Um, it's written by Buzz Dixon. So, I mean, he's a regular yeah. on the G.I. Joe show, um, cartoons. And I think he's he's done some of the better ones, the more interesting ones in the past. Yeah, I find, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of an episode specifically that Buzz Dixon has done. But uh, I find this one to be very clever in a lot of ways. 
like i don't know if you got that rob like because i know that you you know you as a baseline don't like the cartoon so you want the cartoon <laughs> i'm not saying that i don't don't like them they're, they're, they're fun obviously you know i prefer okay. the comic books you know the ones i have read yeah. I like the more realistic approach um but in re-watching them now i mean i did watch them all once um but re-watching them again i do i have come to appreciate them for what they are um you know it's just like another taste another version of gi joe that you can enjoy they have a they have a charm to them a whimsy <laughs> yeah i think so uh oh hello darren <laughs> darren actually darren nails it here with this episode it's a goth laughing <laughs> 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 goth <laughs> yeah um yeah that's that's the big one that buzz did um hold on just a comment here uh steven jabba uh, Buzz pretty much wrote the movie after Ron Friedman uh, watched off the project. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, oh, wow. Thank you for your support of the show, as always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a fun episode of overall. I mean, there were surprises. Like, I was genuinely, I mean, I've said it a couple of times now, but I really didn't realize that the Baroness was that dude. Um, and it's a nice setup, you know, where this, this reporter's trying to you know, interview G.I. Joe and just like, do Cobra exist? Don't they exist? Um, and all the coincidences make for a more interesting episode where it's not just Cobra's plan coming to fruition or them purposely trying to stop Cobra's plan, which is most of the episodes. It's just by chance or because of the events that unfold through the episode, they they do foil his plans. Yeah. Which, which, which I quite enjoyed. It's not just like full-on assault like a lot of episodes do tend to have at the end of of the episodes it's them sneaking in um you know they have like a firefight inside the cave i think overall it's a really fun episode i would i would, I would definitely if i if I'm, and i am giving a rating i'd probably give it a four out of five. Oh wow uh, yeah. i think it was a, yeah i think it's a lot of fun um and yes the dreadnoughts are in it and i you know i'm not the biggest fan of the dreadnoughts but they're used in a way that makes sense to the story and i think buzz has a good grasp of the characters in general mm um i just want to just throw in viper scouts comment here from earlier uh, also how's it about viper scouts uh was airtight there you would kind of think that he would be yes it is definitely a missed opportunity for airtight but uh thankfully we do see airtight a little later and again should i say and his episode is awesome i love his episode it's off the wall um think... rob i'm here hmm? Yeah. No, yeah. I was going to say, I think having him there, I mean, if they knew what the situation was, he would definitely be there. But because it was so off the cuff and so um, unplanned, you know, um, mm -hmm. so unexpected, um, they didn't even know to have him there, you know, to be, you know, to kind of counter the the gas. The gas. Yeah, he couldn't deal with the gas. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's a good answer. I, I of course, was just like, he should have been there. There's gas. We should have it tight. But, uh, you know, show's already been made, right? Um, <laughs> I was... So, uh, and the, one of the other reasons I brought up Viper Scouts here, he mentions, uh, well, they mentioned it kind of got political. And that I kind of like about this show, about this episode in particular. Um, political how? I'm not... It talks about the uh, military-industrial complex and how you know like how taxpayer money is used for a lot of that now they are big arguments we're not going to have that argument here 
I'm not picking a side on the fence because honestly, I don't have a dog in the race. But I think it's interesting that they try to make so, sort of kind of try to create this awareness awareness of this concept. And then I also like that, uh, and this is away from being political now, and this is sort of where it gets a bit meta and almost a little bit like kind of Metal Gear Solid-ish, where he's like questioning the existence of Cobra, you know? And and if you have to like take a few seconds and think about it, what if G.I. Joe was actually making all this shit up? Like what if G.I. Joe and Cobra were the same thing and Cobra was just working for the government to be an enemy that, you know, they can stay... Great opportunities you know, for the government to spend money. Um... Yeah, and to, to yeah. make strategic and political decisions. I'm not saying it is that. I'm just saying in a Metal Gear Solid type of world <laughs> of a game, uh, that could be a very interesting concept uh, because I like that. And I wonder, I, I would love to know if that was Buzz's intention or what his true intention w was with that. Or maybe we're just digging too deep into it as we, as we do here on the show. Uh, Rob, I'm also going to give it a four. I think it's a totally ridiculous yeah. episode. Hector Ramirez irritates the living hell out of me. Um, but he's an en he's an enduring character, not an endearing. Means one. he's well written. If, you know, if if a cartoon yeah. character gets to you like that, yeah. If you want to slap him, you're like, damn. And that's great. That's character. That's that's really well written. Uh, and I think the show is cool. I think the the they're squeezing all these GI Joes. I kind of feel like the whole Spider Man and Super Friends thing was a uh, Easter egg. Um, so if it is, yay. Um, if it's not, also yay, because that's what I got from it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just random to see characters like Thunder in the background and just had like some gnarly moments. Also that depth, that blur, that depth, that focal blur. Like I dig that. I mean, I'm, we see it a lot in cartoons in the old days, but it's just always nice to see. Um, and you, um, Andrew, uh, is it like a whole one <laughs> or two? I don't know. <laughs> no. uh it's not more than a two in my book. Um, ah. I went back and looked. I, I'm not correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he got shot down. Like I said, and with cartoons, let me back up. It's like we got to keep in mind that it's a cartoon. So, therefore, all that stuff is not realistic. And sadly, you know, being an adult, we start trying to put the realism in the cartoon. So, mm. to me, it just kills me to see, like, I, the way I remember it and this morning, that he dodges all the missiles with the helicopter, but then somehow loses control because it stalls. I'm like, come on, man, how do you dodge all these sand missiles and all of a sudden it stalls and, it, and then versus a helicopter, helicopters don't glide, as you know, they're just, they're just, they just fall straight and, down and he kind of glides it down. I was like, all right, whatever. But to me, if it wasn't for the puns here and there, and like I said, the cool characters, um, got to see Wild Weasel because he's definitely one of my favorites. And I like the base where the water drains. And then of course, in the, you know, the, the, the base doors open up and the Rattlers fly out. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Zartan is always one of my favorites. Anytime Zartan's in there, just his character is amazing. Of course, who thought the Baroness was the, you know, the undercover person. So if those hadn't been there, yeah, I probably was like, no, I'm not even going to comment, but you know, it gets a two for me. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's Rob. So the magical list is four well, for fair, you, enough, four, fair enough. Yeah. Four for Mr. Creech. I mean, four for me and two for Mr. Creech. <laughs> And Stephen, if you're watching, uh, I'd love to know what your score is. Welcome, Ellen, yeah. to the to the live broadcast, and welcome, Aaron, Payne's toy samples. Hello, hello. 
Yeah, and also get uh, feel better um, soon uh, from pain, uh, Payne's toy samples. Like, that sounds hectic, Aaron. Like, I hope you, well, Aaron, I hope you, like, feel better soon, bro. Like, that's horrible. Uh, a lot of my friends around you are sick as well. So, yeah, um, I hope you on the speedy recovery. I, uh, Viper Scott mentions here, um, definitely based on Geraldo, uh, uh, Geraldo, Geraldo, Geraldo. And some people have slapped him and a lot more want to. There you go. Totally. And uh, that's an interesting thing. Like uh, Characters like that, TV personalities like that did very well. Steven gives it a three. Uh, you might wow. notice that he's the only guest that we asked for. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Now, if you had put Satin in there or Honda Lou, yeah, I'd have gave, gave it a four easily. Easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, maybe. You should re-edit the episode. I'm right. gonna sound like such a, I'm gonna sound like such a typical guy, but I would love some of those uh, female Cobra Troopers. Oh yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that episode. Oh, we had Covergirl, we had Baroness was in here. You know, there's a couple of ladies in here. I, you um, know, that's the problem. You know, you want to, you should be grateful. No, no. Oh, okay. clearly, she's grateful enough. what we get. I mean, it's it's like literally every woman in GI Joe, with the exception of Jinx and Jay. You know, I don't mind this version of CoverGirl. I mean, I still got to have CoverGirl, oh, but I just like the one from the the uh, mass device, the blonde mm. hair. Because I mean, you kind of already got a redhead, Scarlet. So why not have a long blonde hair female and leave her like she was in the mass device? But it is what it is. It is what it is. I think I think that was something silly happened there because I I know I, I know like one of the whole things with CoverGirl is yes, she's a model. Um, that decided to leave that life and become a mechanic, specifically a tank driver and mechanic. Okay. Was cool. it a boo boo for the toy? Uh, was it a? Well, I was gonna say, like, did whoever drew this drew, you know, whatever direction they got? So they they drew her blonde, and the next thing you know, Hasbro's like, no, 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 you didn't look at the toy. You know, the toy, she's you know redhead and and or kind of brownish short hair, and like, and the guy was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Oops, my bad. Or maybe it was meant I to wanted be the to other make her around. stand out against the other characters, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe the model sheet she was blonde, and then like when they got to the factory, maybe a whole bunch of things could have gone wrong. There could be they didn't have the right yellow to do the blonde. Gotcha. The yellow could have been uh, suspicious, you know, Gee, like yeah. the paint could have been like suspicious, <laughs> and they weren't allowed to use it. Oh, like they got a bad batch, and then they had to correct. Oh. At Maybe MSG, you know, at the when last you lick your second, fingers, you, don't, you get poisoned. Well, dude, I mean, there's some mess around, but of all the colors, yellow is actually one of the most toxic. Just putting that out there. Uh, maybe it was just too expensive to give a, to give the toy blonde hair. I don't know. There's lots of reasons. We could make up a whole bunch of reasons. We can we make, up, make tons up a whole reasons. bunch of reasons. But well, yeah, before so, we move on, Darren, mm. Darren enjoyed your conspiracy theory, um, and he says that explains why they go to such great pains not to kill any of their opponents. You know, if the, if Cobra mm. was an invention of Jojo, they are working together. Makes Imagine sense. that. Do, 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 do. Imagine that. I, I kind of like that idea. I feel like, I feel like that's a great, and I'm going to throw this word out there, Rob, multiverse. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, no. Whoa. Not multiverse. We have too many of Not those multiverse. <laughs> I love how um, Toy Galaxy rips that off every time. 
but the multiverse. Multiverse. <laughs> like the ultimate the ultimate band-aid for everything is multiverses. That's yeah, solves any problem. When you've written yourself in a corner, multiverse. Uh Lilu multiverse. Anyway. <laughs> Rob, I'm going to rely on you again because this is going to because uh, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Yeah, I talk. Too I much. think it's it's very unfair that I need to summarize both episodes. Come on, Paul. I don't think so. I don't think so because I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I have trouble. Like, I don't know how to sum this up. Remembering this episode, it's ba I basically feel like this is the episode with Firefly. GI Joe is here. GI <laughs> Joe runs into Firefly. <laughs> And then this is what happens, right? I'm so disappointed by the design of Firefly, and I get deer in the headlights. I'm like, Fireflies in this episode. Why? What's happening? Why am I upset with this episode? I actually, it's it's like uh, it's cartoon, uh, it's it's cartoon traumatic stress disorder. Let's uh, <laughs> call it that. With uh, with as much respect to the term as possible. I mean, I'm just making a joke. Of course, PTSD is not a laughing matter, but. Um, yeah, I just don't understand this. So like, they get there to a town. The town's protesting. Whoopie do, and then sorry, I'm trying to get this to like show on the screen as well. But anyway, so yeah, Rob, you're gonna have to help me uh, fill in some of the gaps here. So they're protesting, um, and I think it's some sort of development that Cobra is is kind of involved in. The, the town is, yes, and um, the town is very against it. They they don't want this to happen. They don't need this, um. Even the, the Baroness shows up to try and convince the town that, you know, this is the right thing to do. You know, you want you the dam. You want the dam. It's good for you. It's good for us. Damn. Damn um, this dam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the townsfolk are unconvinced. So Cobra has Firefly go in and start destroying, you know, parts of the town. Um, to kind of convince the town that you know we, you need to come on board with with what we're doing. Um, obviously, there's not a direct connection. Well, there's not, not supposed to be. Um, mm. But so obviously, this piques the interest of the the renegades, um, and mm. they they started taking a very you know a, a bigger interest in the dam itself, and they discover that you know there's shady stuff going on here with with Cobra. But and but they don't intentionally go to the dam, do they? Don't they no. like? Not at no, first. they're not like passing through. They were like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're on their way through. Thing. Well, yeah. what seems to happen a lot with, with especially with the renegades, because they are on the run. You know, they often do land in these situations, and you know, Cobra themselves also often involve themselves in the situations too, um, which is, I suppose, to the renegades' advantage because they you know uncover more about Cobra as they go along. Yeah, right about mm. here was um, Scarlet talks about. I think it's, she's still called Scarlet in this episode, right, or this series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, she's like, "Hey, my contact agent says we should check out the dam as well, too." And of course, they—you'll see Snake Eyes come running in on a motorcycle here shortly, and it's her contact. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got the—I don't know why we didn't get this Baroness figure. I'm—I'm I'm kind of annoyed. I like the design of this Baroness figure. I like her. I mean, the Baroness is cold-hearted, but this. Baroness, I've never seen this whole series through. Just I've only seen a couple of episodes, and my gosh, she is cold-hearted to a T. I mean, she will not hesitate to kill you and just go have lunch and then go wherever afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that that corporate life. 
Um, <laughs> but I just love this figure. I love this design because I feel like I thought the short hair thing was quite brave and they would only really go back to this again in the Snake Eyes movie and kind of sad because like the Snake Eyes movie, take it for what it is or, you know, however, whatever you thought about it. I love the design. A lot of the visual stuff was done very well, at least to my eye. And I, and I especially thought they chose a great actor for the Baroness. Um, and so, yeah, it's cool to see that somebody was experimenting with um, some short hair designs here. What's happening here? Well, oh yeah, this is yeah. Sorry, if the show sorry. had kept on going, we probably would have gotten a lot more, a lot more renegades action figures. That part there's where Scarlet and Snake Eyes go off to investigate the dam, look at the blueprints, and then, you know, if you watch it, he throws her down the brush real quick, and she's like, "What the crap?" And of course, you know, being Snake Eyes, being Ninja, he sends basically Cobra Patrol coming by and just check out what's going on. Those are cool figures. Um, this just looks like a bad uh, wallpaper, like on wallpapers.com. This background artist, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I get it and I don't get these backgrounds. It's They're so hit or miss for me. I should stop complaining. Um, I can't do anything about it. Uh, probably, cheers, Robert. Cheers, Robert. Have a good breakfast Robert. and have a good and a fantastic have a good day ahead. Hell yeah. Yeah, cool, guys. I'll see you later. Have a good Robert. Sweet. Um, oh. Um, Outback Stu, Outback Stu is here. What's up, Outback Hell Stu? yeah. Hey, hey. Very cool. So, um, anyway, so randomly buildings start like, f uh, blowing burning. up and, and burning and all kinds like, of what's stuff What's going happens. on here? And then this is how they introduce barbecue into the entire, into the Renegades universe. Yeah, he's around. He is the firefighter. Oh, yeah. crap. Well, he's there, but he's also when the aircraft landed in the Baroness's first stepping out of it he was there trying to stick up for cobra saying that they need him in that town mm. very suspicious and he has a burned hand like firefly does actually what? if you if i get the story right when barbecue's telling his story about something got taken from him from a fire it kind of made it seem like it was firefly from his past but never really says it Hmm. Uh, so there's some sort of play with fire and he's you know blah 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 and promised myself that i would never you know lose something like that again i don't know it just kind of seemed like it was relating it to firefly was the bad guy from his past hmm. they do suggest a lot of stuff in the show rather than just show it all the time which is kind of cool because even with that when they're fighting in the helicopter in the end you know firefly's telling them you know the barbecue is like i mean we're the same you know we we, we both like this and of course you know barbecue's like no i'm not saying there's a difference you know so oh guys sorry thank you vincent 396 you rock too bro and thank you Hell thank yeah. you for like digging the show and digging the podcast and all that good stuff and for these awesome vibes much appreciated there's thank you the vincent. bob squad and yeah, there's the bob, bob squad greeting from, from california. california uh Speaking of California, I'm watching this awesome TV series. Yes, it's a total mom show. Californication? Um, oh. No, I love that show. That, that show great. It's uh, a great no, mom the, show. It's a great mom show. Yeah, watch that one with your mom. Uh, no, I've been watching this show called The Rookie uh, with Nathan Fillion. Oh, Nathan Fillion from Firefly. From Firefly and Castle and Buffy and... Actually, is a whole bunch. Uh, what is that really, really shivers? cool horror? No, not shivers. 
Slivers. Uh, but you're close. No? Slither. Yeah. Slither. Slither. Those. There we go. And that was so Another great. James anyway. Gunn property. Yeah. So uh, Nathan Fillion just really rocking the screen there. Great show. Anyway, enough plugging that show. They're not giving me money to plug it. But uh, great cast and good Thanks, direction Darren. and writing for the show. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, so, yeah, we got uh, Barbecue doing his thing here. And So, so we... what is it about this design of Firefly that you, you don't appreciate? I mean, he's, he's, he's done up in gray. I mean, that, that's, you know, like, like Firefly is. Um, I... What is it about him that you don't enjoy? Uh, <laughs> hold on, I just want to see if I can get a good still here. Okay. There we go. So they he he's got this like little bit of his nose that shows. And it really Sometimes. irritates me. Like somehow it's not in there, but it's on it's like that on the toy. Mm-hmm. Like I hate this design because the toy and you guys know me. You guys know that I'm like all about giving a design or a toy or something a chance, not the background artist for the show. I don't like giving that person too much of a chance. Seriously, <laughs> that one fucking job. Um Anyway, but this toy design, the the it just it's it's annoying. It's an annoying figure. It just it it has so much potential to do cool stuff, but the head sculpt is right. It doesn't feel like Firefly. It doesn't feel like a bad guy. It doesn't feel saboteur enough for me. I don't know. There's just it was a it is was it a serious casual. Risk. Is it? I mean, it's it's mainly just like a skin tight top. With, Can I be honest? Like it's that we see on. the bot. It's that we see the bottom of his nose. It's like, you know, <laughs> you get Batman. Okay, so if you look at my video screen, you get Batman. This is I am Batman. Mm-hmm. Then you get Daredevil. I'm Daredevil. And then you have I'm Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it annoys me so much. I'm like, I don't want to see his nose. It's it's kind of I don't know. I just think it's a dumb thing to have done. Uh, I do recall. Uh, that a lot of fans were very upset with this. And, you know, the internet can be like that. You know, we, we can, uh, us collectively on the internet, we can always be like, oh, I hate this. They ruined my childhood. This is not my Firefly. Hashtag not my Wolverine, whatever. Um, <laughs> but this Firefly sucks. Like, well, Paul, you, sucks you're now in probably one of the coolest scenes. Oh, well, you're clicking oh, yes. around too much. But the, probably the the, the highlight or well, the standout scene of this episode, for me at least, is the, the fight on the uh, cable car, which yes. I thought was really cool. Because you finally get to see the Baroness fighting one of the Joes. Because up to this point, she's been very, like, in the background, you know, like, giving the orders. But the, in, in this episode, she's very upfront, you know, with, with what she's being involved <laughs> with. For me, there was two points. This one, like you talked about with she, her fighting, and then, of course, then on top of the car where she doesn't negotiate with the enemy. And she don't care who you mm. drop off the top. She don't care. And, oh, that was so awesome. And then, of course, the other one for me is when we get to when they stop Firefly for the second time on top of the mm. dam. When Snake Eyes drags his sword across the freaking thing, it's just like, to me, it's like he's just telling him, it, it's, it's, it's freaking game on, dude. And I said, I want to never seen this series, so I didn't know if there was beef between him and Firefly, like personal vendetta, because I haven't seen this series. But when he drug that sword across the concrete, it was just kind of like, you're not getting off this dang, this damn alive. I mean, just, just is not happening. So that, yeah, that's a very that, cool moment. I like that. That kind of implies like exactly what Andrew said now. Um, so this show doesn't ever like reveal any connection to them, as far as I can remember. <laughs> Um, but this 
that shows that there could be connection between the two of them, which, you know, there is in the comic book. So I love that. Um, I thought that was very, very cool. I thought that was kind of a nice nod. So I'm just trying to see if I can get that shot of him dragging, but he's, he doesn't. Anyway, uh, but yes, the way he issues that challenge is very cool. Um, Stephen Jabber in the comments uh, asks, Metal Gear Solid 2, didn't the bomb-setting boss on Rollerblades have his nose sticking out? Is this a reference to that? You're thinking of Fat Man. Um, yeah. That's literally that's the character's a, name. Paul is not he's fat called Fat Man. I'm not fat shaming. But the thing is, Fat Man was a very interesting character design. Firstly, he was a giant character. He had like massive armor because he kind of had like an EOD suit. And he was yeah. on rollerblades. It was an acronym, kind of like this big man, but he had on rollerblades and he moved faster than you expected him to. Yeah. So uh, if I'm going to make a comparison, uh, like Steve suggests, um, that is an inspiration, but I'm going to make a comparison first. Uh, for Fat Man, this isn't a feature of his character design. It's just part of the whole image. And it somehow doesn't distract or is, it doesn't cause any problems. And I also know that I think there's Russian military gear that also has that. And that's where that makes sense. So I think this could be relating to that. Um, because there's like tactical gear. I think, that, I think it is the Russian military that has... Um, like the slightly exposed nose on the mask or something like that. I could be wrong, but I have mm. seen that before in images. But um, yeah, as was Fat Man an inspiration? No, but I think the same thing that inspired some of the designs on Fat Man could have been an uh, inspiration for Firefly's design. Um, I just feel the look completely betrays the character because guys, admittedly, for as horrible as Firefly looks, he's a really cool character. He is very well. Yeah. He's yeah. He's what he does is really cool. He's very interesting in this episode, but yeah. also like mm. the, the yeah. No, go ahead. Mm? No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, love, I agree with. That. It's nice to see a different Firefly because you know obviously like in you know Arrow series you know it, cold calculating guy, a tough guy, but it's also kind of see somebody who does this stuff. Probably we would agree is not always. I would say they're probably off the rocker more than anything. Mm. I mean, mm. so it's nice to see him when he talks to himself and how kind of basically you can tell how warped his mind is. I mean, he obviously he knows his stuff, but he's just, he's like, a, like anything. If you read MOs of people who even set bombs or whatever, they want to see their, their, I don't know what you want to call it. They want to see their end result. They want to see their artwork for better lack of terminology go off. Yeah. Paint. Yeah. So they want neat. to see the burn. Yep. So each time mm. you, they keep looking at Firefly, when he throws his stuff, he still stings around, man. He 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 loves to see it. It's a very and good that was characterization. Very clever. It feels very real. Um, mm. But also, like the show, I think they do they do add these nice kind of characterizations to a lot of the characters that they introduce. Um, but also, the show is such like a missed opportunities. Um, mm. Viper Scout earlier pointed out it drives me nuts they didn't have toy line ready for the show. Even Resolute got a couple of five packs. They put all their eggs in the movie basket, um, you know, when, when they were producing toys at this time. And because mm. the show was canceled so quickly, um, they really did miss a lot of opportunities to like continue the show. Um, and often the story is well, not subtle, but I mean, it's not like hitting you over the head with when they do have these sort of cameos of like extra characters from the GI Joe, you know, uh, lineup mm. that you would normally expect. 
it's sad also, i mean there's some good episodes in here but obviously you know you've if, if you've watched this for a while i mean we ranked a lot of these episodes really low because they're just like it's early in the show they're still trying to get their feet you know and and mm. actually get to a point where you you know they become uh, i don't know star trek next generation season three onwards that's <laughs> <laughs> no, true i mean guys uh if any of you have ever worked on an animation series or anything like that uh any i mean 10 episodes is a lot of episodes it's a lot of work puts a mm. lot of strain on the team there's a lot of deadlines there's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that happens and it's good to see that the show's story or should i say writing kind of improves or gets stronger and that some of the characterization kind of gets stronger throughout the show and that it starts to hit its stride and it's sad that it doesn't have much long to much longer to go before it's finished um mm. because they really do hit a good vibe uh, and I would have liked to have seen what happens with this going further. Uh, I, I would have liked to have seen what happens to Firefly. You see, I can only imagine that the design of this Firefly, for example, and the design of Zartan and all that stuff that we got um, are these like initial designs and that we will see these characters come back and look the way they're supposed to. And the, and the hint that I have for that is that characters like the Destro or like Destro, we see Destro unmasked, then yeah. in the episode we see him <laughs> being masked. So then he appears that way. Scrap Iron, he will we'll see Scrap yeah, Iron. Yeah, he becomes Scrap right. Iron. He becomes Yeah, Scrap and they do you get these introductions yeah. of the other characters, like when they're at that hospital in the same episode with um Scrap Iron and and Destro. Um oh. so over time it's it's <laughs> <laughs> Is that you <laughs> So over time, they yeah. kind of, um, you know, they aren't, they, they're setting things up, um, mm. but they just weren't given the opportunity to pay off all the setup. And so that's why I think, like, had the series gone on a little bit longer, we would have seen a more refined design for, for Firefly. Um, and, and I think that's very much in the cards, because if you look at the, I think this was the 30th anniversary toy line that they did for this, uh, I could be wrong, but it's the Sky Striker came out in the same wave as this, or the same year as this, more or less. And so they yeah. had um, Tunnel Rat, they had Ripcord, they had Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Zartan. Zartan? Um, we'll get into that. In fact, I don't want to say anything about Zartan because I want us to wait for us to get to that episode. And um, they had the Firefly figure, and the Firefly. Uh, and and oh yeah, also um, Law and Order, and so Law and Order is kind of got that his card art, if I'm not mistaken, was the animated series card art, but the mm. figure is very much the Law and Order that we kind of know and love. So I feel like some of those designs they were just like that's where it was going to get to was the series. Anyway, I don't want to say anything else. Almost uh, dropped a massive spoiler for a show that's like what ten years old now that everybody has watched. <laughs> Um, uh, but let, let's try to keep it real on the show, you know, as much as possible. Uh, yeah. So what did everybody think? Uh, I want to start with Andrew because you're our guest. Oh, uh, you. what did you think of the episode? Yeah. It's a pleasure, bro. Gotcha. Loved it. Of course, uh, with this series, uh, like I said, I've never seen all of them, but I'm definitely going to go back and start now. Um, especially watching this one, the technology, I like it with the Baroness's glasses where she scans, you know, Kelly and it's like, ah, Cobra will remember you. You know, you'll mm. be rewarded. And it's like, oh, wow, check that out. And, of course, the whole stuff with the truck where you can you make it camouflage to fit in with Cobra or Joe or just whatever. That stuff was good. The dialogue, of course, again, bareness, just her cold heartedness, just 
she don't negotiate with the enemy. So you could drop him off the sky cart, don't care. And, and it does. I mean, <laughs> they, they each drop the other one off. So it's like a Scarlet Falls and Mindbender Falls. It's like, wow. Um, then, of course, Firefly and his just demented talk to himself, just truly on the edge of just being psychotic, you know, but he's, he still holds his form. I can understand about the mask part. I guess to me, I was so overwhelmed by his character that I just, I saw it, but it just didn't dawn on me to, to you know, like, like, wait, because sometimes it's kind of like some of the ones you see where he doesn't have it. So it was like, was that a, 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 a misframe, you know, with the mask being over it or not? I didn't know. But of course, then right at the very end, the snake eyes fight where he drags his sword as he's walking up. Oh my gosh, that was just so freaking just, that one gave me chills. That one, I was like, is there a beef between these two? Like, you know, like serious beef or is he just trying to intimidate Firefly by, oh, here comes the silent ninja that saves the day and kicks everybody's butt. And of course, again, his fast pitch would be uh, when Firefly again tries to throw one of the small incendiaries and he just, I mean, just catches it, does the whole baseball turn around. The only thing that's kind of disappointing Mm. is Snake Eyes being the ninja. It's kind of like, your sixth sense didn't tell you that he was like still lurking behind the crates. It's like, <laughs> it's like come on, man. He, did, he just didn't go away that quickly. But it, of course, then the, uh, the fight in the helicopter between Firefly and uh, with the uh, barbecue, where it's kind of, he kind of comes to his realization that, you know, obviously Cobra is not what Cobra, what he thinks Cobra is. He realizes, you know, what they are. Cause the whole episode, you know, he's blaming Joe's. He's watching the news media things. He's saying, you know, you guys are bad, that kind of stuff. And he realizes at the end that, you know, obviously no Cobra is a farce, a sham. So mine, I would give this, I'm going to give it, I really liked it. I'm going to give it four and a half. I really liked it. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Boom. There you have it. Um, I wonder what Steven would give it. <coughs> Rob, your, what, what is your review? I think overall it was a fun episode. It it kind of you know it all comes together. We get some cool cameos. Firefly is is really awesome in this. And as Andrew said, Baroness is just cold hearted. Um, mm. like she really like they need, um, Mindbender, but at the same time she's like I really don't care. Uh, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, you know, she's gonna die too. Um, I think overall the art is it's it's cool. I'd probably give it, but do I like it more than twenty questions? Hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give it a four. I, I think I'm, I'm going to give it the same score as Ooh, as the damn. old episode. I think it's probably one of the the more cooler ones that we've watched so far in in Renegades. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's it's you know it's one of those situations that they they roll up into where it's actually an interesting situation, as opposed to like it's a biker gang and it's harassing the town. You know, the sheriff has to learn how to. Uh, you know, be a hero and be a real sheriff. Um, <laughs> well, this is uh, like no. the entire town has to come together, you know, to to kind of like face this this problem that, that they're coming up against. And Barbecue's suggested history of Firefly as well. It's, it's quite compelling. Cool. Um, we've got a nice uh, hot take from uh, a few hot takes here, actually. So I keep grabbing my mouth, but I'm on my laptop. Um, Grab your mouth. There's... <laughs> I like Darren's. This sword is so heavy. Huff, huff. I had to carry it all day. <laughs> I thought this was very sweet. This is uh, aimed at you, Mr. Creech. I hope you know I'm a big fan of your voice, Mr. Copperhead. I wish oh, it was you. canon. Thank you. Oh, I, yeah. I really didn't think it was that, but um, thank you so much. I really 
appreciate the uh, the compliment. Thank you. Shut, dude. It's and it's. I think it's well deserved, bro. Your voice is awesome for for Copperhead. Um, in fact, when is the Copperhead Classified coming out? Uh, it should be soonish. It's out around now. It's out. Oh, is it it's out? out already? Yep. Oh, oh wow. hell yeah. Yeah, I think I got mine about two weeks ago. I think about two weeks ago. Nice. Right, easy. Well, that's awesome. Are you, are you happy with him? Oh, absolutely. I've okay, got, two, got two, one sealed in box and one out for play. So absolutely. I, I feel like you're the only man that Hasbro had to impress with Copperhead, but I'm sure Copperhead <laughs> has more fans out there. But I, I, I always <laughs> see you as the, as the, the Uber fan. Anyway, um, there was a nice deep take here. Uh, uh, Dabuya J actually mentioned too much ripoff WJ. Uh, too much a ripoff of Batman's Firefly at that point, or a dreadnought, just another nut with a flamethrower and explosives. I agree. Um, I do feel like it is exactly that. I'm sorry if I'm coming across as an apologist or whatever, but I feel like this series needed Firefly to be like that. But yes. It is a, a copy, well. It, it's, it's it's a valid take for sure. I mean, they, they kind mm -hmm. of they went to the I suppose the stereotype well of like what is a person who sets fires. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose Firefly is more than just a guy who sets fires, though. He also does explosives. But at the same time, yes, and, the, the, the show is trying to do something different with these characters. Yeah, so which I would, I would actually always necessarily hit with everyone. True, I just feel like they borrowed from the proper from the right place with this mm. um i mean unfortunately it's a trope it's a trope because america's had to deal with the tragedy of the unabomber um and you know certain like psychopaths you know throughout the years and so there's uh quite a there's quite a lot of a lot of the, those people have inspired a lot of characters and those characters have gone on to become very popular because a lot of people were very interested in what was going on and, and all that stuff. So, so that's cyclical thing. But hey, we needed him to be like that in GI Joe. Or not, we needed. It's nice to see him that way. So, thank you, WJ. It's it's good to hear that. Um, and then uh, uh Moonlight just mentioning uh, Moonlight Forty Seven just uh, to be a broken record for once. The politics in both episodes was interesting. Yes. So. That was actually very nice. Also, um, nice that... Okay, so the animated, the original show is being a little bit more obvious with it. I feel this one, maybe, I don't know, is it just me? But I just felt like it was a bit more subtle. It wasn't as heavy-handed with that um, with the, the commentary. But yeah, so... It was just enough to kind of like be interesting to adults who watch the show, I think. Like, it's, mm. it's not like, uh, this is how the situation is, and this is how you fix it. Or, you know, it's not just like throwing the problem out there and being like, we know what politics is. It's just kind of like going, this is an issue in the world. Maybe Don't think Google about it. it, you know, while you're watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just but to Paul, what, what is yours? Yeah, before you yeah, reiterate your no, score. So you're a four. You haven't got your score yet. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew's Andrew four and a it. half. You're four. Steven hasn't mm -hmm. had a chance to watch it because he's been uh, doing this awesome edit on the cool thing that we shot last night because uh, he's been excited about that. So nice. Thank you, Steve. Mine would be, I'm going to give it a four as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I know I mentioned earlier, like oh, I couldn't remember anything because of whatever, but that's me for the show. Um, that's the whole, <laughs> it's Firefly. I did want to like make a big fuss about the Firefly design because that was something I really wanted to talk about. 
but it is a cool interest uh, episode. I also feel like it could have been a really cool movie. Maybe not necessarily a GI Joe movie, but I feel like this could have been a cool movie. So, it's a cool concept, yeah. Overall, yeah. So that was quite. It has rad. a lot of meat to keep you thinking, like after watching it. Also, like that. Uh, this kind of reminds me that Firefly doesn't really have a foil. Um, you know, there there's no rival for Firefly really, because if you watch the cartoon, you know, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, or should I say, Storm Shadow and Spirit. You know, you always got Duke and Destro or Flint and Destro and or Duke and Cobra Commander. You know, you got all these like little like weird kind of yeah, long like pair ups. Good guy, yeah, these pair ups. But like who would you pair up uh pair Firefly up against? You know, who's Firefly's enemy? And I don't know. Is a good <laughs> <laughs> but yes, actually, I would Lightfoot say character would be a good one. But then you there's no like direct conflict though you can't really mm. have a direct conflict with firefly because this thing is it laying explosives or blowing things up so it's it's more like you're dealing with the consequences of what he's done or you're trying to stop yeah what he's doing um so i don't think you can really have like a direct like head to head with someone else from gi joe you could literally put him up against anyone really you you could but uh if i think about if i think about a movie that i watched recently it's an old um, action movie. Uh, oh, the 2010s. Old. No, no, yeah, no, not 2010s. <laughs> uh, actually, 1990s. Wow. And yeah, and it's got to do with a bomber blowing stuff up. And I'm trying to remember the damn name of the movie now because I always do I'm this. So and glad like, you brought it up. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to say it's chain reaction, but it's not chain reaction. Um, anyway, yeah, okay. oh, like speed, 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 yes. speed, speed. <laughs> um, so in speed, that is kind of a, that's a really cool way of creating a relationship between, uh, you know, like a character and his villain, you know, that has mm. to do with explosives. So I kind of feel like Firefly is kind of, uh, Firefly and barbecue is a great kind of story waiting to happen. And I feel mm. like this show is really like creates a little bit of a foundation for that relationship you know and that you know there's the idea that oh barbecue could have been scarred or you know was involved in a fire that firefly caused and he wants revenge yeah. and like that kind of thing's cool like it forces them to have a fist fight on top of a building you know <laughs> uh that's on fire Bombs on fire <laughs> one of them's being played by bruce willis you know that kind of thing uh so <laughs> you decide which one <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah technically oh yeah that's right Beach, beachhead was fireflies foil in the pursuit of cobra file cards and posters actually yes mm. and i totally forgot about that because in that but that's kind of, of like a thing, boring i mean like it's essentially like it's it's the same at least like toy wise you know it's just like it's gray firefly versus green firefly and that to me at least that doesn't sound like a very interesting matchup well, it's Predator Firefly, to be fair, because he has a Predator <laughs> helmet. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you want an ugly mother fluffer. Um, but... Do push-ups before you do fires. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that matchup because uh, I immediately just adopted all those characters into like this like mold that I had for them sort of set up because I was so excited about their release. Uh, mm -hmm. that my beachhead 
was just basically beachhead, you know, but just hardcore beachhead. And that my Firefly became like the leader of the Alley Vipers. That's kind of how, what I made him because the Alley Vipers and that line was so cool and they had a vehicle. And I kind of loved the idea that, you know, Firefly was the squad leader for those um, Alley Vipers and stuff. Anyway, that's, cool that's a conversation for a different topic, uh, idea topic. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm dying to hear what Steven has to say about this episode. He's not going to say it now because he hasn't watched the episode yet. Um, but he does drop this uh, cool <laughs> little knowledge bomb. Oh, what's up, Eric Teixeira? Uh, yeah, and thank you, Jester319, for loving our videos. Yeah. Also, too, uh, Chasing the 80s made a comment, and I'm going to tell him thank you as well, too, for the comment that he made. Yeah, great chat, Aww. lads. Lovely listening to Andrew and two GRJ episodes. One I knew very well, and one that was new for me. Well, that's always the cool uh, thing about these. Like, I mean, we're introducing you to new episodes. We're being introduced to new episodes. I mean, I, I've, I haven't watched any Renegades, so I'm glad that other people are taking this journey too. I enjoyed that. With this, uh, I get to sort of pseudo convince Celia to watching the show with me because <laughs> ah. I can just put it on, and then I'll be like, "Oh, watch it with me. Come check it out." Like, and and she's been a great sport about it. She's not like, "Oh my god, I don't want to watch that." It's not My Little Pony or The Simpsons. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's cool. This is interesting. Oh, that's funny. Or she'll comment on something like, hmm, wonder what party they're going to. So that's a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, talking about introducing people that are new, it's great that at home I get to enjoy it for somebody that's uh, where it's new for them as well. It's a whole cultural thing as well. Um, also, watch the new Ninja Turtles, everybody. It's really, really great. Uh, no, this is not sponsored content. Because I really like the Turtles movie. And yeah, does anybody have anything else that they want to jump in that they think is important? Maybe about this episode a lot. Well, well, before we move on, people in the comments have also been kind of like going crazy with their own suggestions of um, matchups for Firefly. Eric Texiere. Texiera suggested tripwire. Yeah. <laughs> no, please correct me. Um, he thought that was a good uh, matchup. And Chasing Andy's toys suggests Storm Shadow, because um, he says he finds Firefly <gasps> without honor, and later when Storm is on the Joe side, he could be a good option there. Well, but then Master Sun Forty Two points out it's odd because the ninja has no honor. So why would he actually find him to be without honor? Um, he's so, right. Ninjas don't have honor. But if you're all part of the same family, then you just get annoyed with shit like that and you want to sort it out, maybe, <laughs> housekeeping. Uh, the, the way I see it is also just to play on, uh, you know, if we had to make Storm Shadow and Firefly rivals, which, I mean, that does make sense. Uh, that Firefly would be cool, because he also has, like, a very intimate um, relationship with, like, his methods, you know, having been yeah. on the same side with him. Yeah, well, he's the faceless master. And then... Uh, I hope I'm not wrong when I say that, but he's the faceless master. And then there's also the whole um, clan thing with the the. I think I think the Arashi Kage are meant to be eager clan or aligned aligned with the eager clan somewhere. I think, but I know that one of the, uh, I, I think Fireflies Koga is actually secretly working for the Koga clan, and then they their whole Ninja Enterprise is actually the Night Creepers or something that splits into that. 
Um, I could be wrong. I could be getting my wires crossed. It could also just be what I want it to be that is coming out now on my voice. So I could be factually completely wrong. That's where I'm at. But there is some kind of connection where actually Firefly was spying on the uh, uh, Chicago the whole time. There was something like that somewhere in some comic book. I could be, like I said, misremembering. So my eyes are closed. I'm trying to find it in my memory. <laughs> um, Someone but, will tell us later on, I'm sure. Yes, please. Correct You're wrong, me. Paul. Tell me I'm wrong. But <laughs> but anyway, the whole that was a long walk for a small glass of water. Basically, what I wanted to get at is <laughs> it could purely be a mission of loose ends where Storm Shadow has to kill Firefly purely because he's a threat. Like, he knows mm. a lot about the organization. He is an enemy. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not about honor or anything like that. It comes down purely to knowledge is power. Firefly has too much knowledge of the Arashikage. He needs to die. You know, uh... he's, he's not a Arashikage anymore. He knows too much. He needs to die. It's like kind of that makes sense. And that could be a very interesting kind of, you know, episode by episode seasonal show. You know, only on Netflix. Will the ninja catch the bomber? Ooh, find out in the next episode. Intrigue, ninjas running around everywhere. <laughs> so, could be great. Uh, thank you for that suggestion, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, cool. Thank you, um, Eric Teixeira, for sharing that. Um, the only reason I sort of have an idea of how to pronounce that is because I knew a girl with the same surname. Teixeira. Uh, Portuguese. Yeah, it, it is a difficult language. I've I watched a couple of people um try to learn Portuguese and it it's it it sounds tough. People who who, who grew up speaking Portuguese are very fortunate because you don't have to learn it. <laughs> you don't have to learn it, you speak it. Uh, I've got a few um God, I I had how bad this sounds, but uh in South Africa there are a lot of Portuguese people. Um in mm -hmm. high school we had a lot of I had a few Portuguese friends. All right, absolutely. Um, so we all well. did. We all did. We know lots of cool. There's lots of awesome Portuguese people. We know we have Portuguese festivals here in South Africa, um, the Cito Land and things we like that. Nando's. I don't think they. We have. Well, Nando's was actually started by uh, Portuguese. It's a Portuguese recipe. Anyway, we love Portuguese here in South Africa. Just saying. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, it's hard. It's hard even to French speakers. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy that, Eric. Just saying. <laughs> Especially if you find that they come from You Paris. have one up over them. <laughs> anyway. So what's the week ahead looking like for you guys? What's what's anything to look forward to? Work. Um, work. work. Oh, okay, that sounds work. really cool. No exciting yeah. deliveries, Andrew. No exciting toys um, dropping in from the sky for you. Oh, yeah. Nothing Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Definitely got stuff rolling in off of um, from eBay and... Um, some other stuff. I don't know if you guys know that um, Transformers Source had a sale this weekend. I think it ends at midnight mm -hmm. tonight. I don't know what time zone in the U.S. it would end, but at any rate, if you're into Transformers and you want to score some, they've got some pretty good sales on them. So I picked mm -hmm. up some. And then I was watching a YouTuber's video, and I didn't know about this company at all, and it's called Hits Concept. Maybe you guys mm -hmm. have heard of them before. Hits Concept, no. I did not. That they predominantly deal with Robotech and they have got a slew oh. of Robotech, um, of course, Veritex, yeah. light up Veritex. And now they're actually coming out, I believe with six inch figures, this company is. So if you're interested in that stuff, mm -hmm. definitely give them a, a check, check them out and see what you think. 
Oh, I'll do yeah. that. I'll, I'll have a look because I've seen there's a, a line of one to eighteen scale um, Robotech figures, and there's a Japanese company that's doing one to eighteen scale Macross figures. But I don't know what the destiny of that is. I know for the Robotech stuff, it's Robotech. They like. See, there's a new figures. comic series as well, or at least yes, a new series um, based on yeah. Robotech as well. Yeah, I think Titan mm. is the name of the company that's making those. Yeah, Titan Comics, the British uh, comic book company, is doing a, a cool Thank series. Goodness. Took it away from Harmony Gold. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anything away from Harmony Gold. Well, mm. well, Titan's been doing pretty good. They also managed to acquire the license for Kona and the Barbarian recently as well, which That's they took impressive. away from Marvel. And they did not just took the license, they took the writer. So the guy who was writing it for Marvel is now writing it for Titan. You Hopefully mean, you really mean well. the old, the original writer? because that's No, no, the, the current yeah. writer. So the, so the guy oh. who was writing it for Marvel, I think, it's not Zeb Wells. It's it's a guy summoned a uh, Jim Zub, I think it is. Um, mm. He's done a lot of really cool like fantasy based comic series before. Skull Skull Crushes, I think, or Skull Breakers is one that I read that was really funny. Yes, I've heard of. I've actually heard of that comic. I've never. You've never read. That. You should read it. Do it. I don't know the odd. I'll Make also time just to respond to just to respond to Eric Teixeira. Um, he's from Brazil. Awesome. Uh, the oh, one, yeah. one of my Portuguese friends also from Brazil, Victor. Uh, Victor. And he's a big fan. He's him and I are big fans of Saint Seiya. So that's cool because it was really oh, popular in Brazil. Love your Zodiac TV shows. Eh? I love my shiny men. Yeah. <laughs> um, that... Shining men wearing shining armor is what he means to say. <laughs> yes, that too. And I love it when they cry. I love it when they first... It actually doesn't... I'm not making wow. it sound cool, but it's one of the coolest I love shiny men ever. who cry. The women in that show are great. There we go. That's what I'm going to say to try and... No. Uh, but seriously, oh. Sensei is an amazing show. Uh, well, Yoga, Eric agrees with yes. you. He's like, Yoga! Yes. Yeah, my favorite is Phoenix Iki. I love Iki. And I also love Yoga. Yoga is great. Um, and Moonlight wants to know if you've seen the recent Sensei live action. I have not yet. I, <laughs> I, trailer, right? I was, I was, I, well, because I have no um, history with Sensei. Like, I wasn't sure. It looked very, to me, as someone looking from the outside, it looks very camp and cringe um, with very bad special effects. So <clears throat> I hope it's good. I hope Sensei fans uh, appreciate it. And it's not a Netflix was, uh... anime adaptation. <laughs> oh, God, that was, that CG thing is horrible. As a fan, the trailer looked like I was gonna give it a chance, and then I was, and then I saw a bigger trailer, and I was like, no, um, <laughs> but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it to have you an opinion. Take a friend the good of mine, with the bad. a friend of mine is also a big Sansaya fan. She's seen it, and she said it was horrible. <laughs> um, I like maybe they the don't lot. cry enough. Yeah, they probably don't. Um, they didn't. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty good form. Oh, okay, I thought it was a possible film. Was the live action Sensei that they did the Japanese film, where I thought the suit design was really interesting for on screen. It looked really good on screen. Um, they just messed with the story a little bit too much, and they made it a little bit too floaty in some sections. I think a bit made maybe making it a bit more kinetic, maybe playing around with it a little bit more would have been made it a better film. But I thought that was more accurate to uh, visually accurate to what it should have been. But anyway, this is not saying say a bug. 
Oh, well, Normally, this, this is high praise from Moonlight as, as we close up the topic of Sensei. He says yeah. the live action one looked on par with Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, if you have seen Dragon Ball Evolution, you you know exactly what that says. <laughs> That's <laughs> high praise. High <laughs> praise. Oh my word, that's so horrible form. So Paul, that's what uh, you're doing this week. You're watching Sensei, you're watching more rookie. Uh, I'm playing Armored Core, Core, bro. To... That's what I'm doing. Ah, <laughs> you're a video game nut. Okay, okay. I am a, and I'm a big nut for Armored Core. And um damn, that game is really good. I will share more next week. I'm gonna have a few more days and I also have to anyway, I will comment on that more on our next episode. Um, but yeah, I better run off because my battery's gonna die. So um, let's do this properly. Andrew, thank yes. you very much for joining us on our episode. You know, you're always welcome. You're an awesome guest, and we had a lot of fun with you today. So thank you for making time for us. And it was rad, my dude. Hey, thanks for having so. me on, and uh, definitely give me a uh, belated birthday present for being on. So I certainly appreciate it. Oh hell, cool. yeah. no, it's it's been yeah. awesome, and I'm glad you enjoyed the episodes. Well, it, well the the renegades and i hope you watch more of it oh absolutely i plan on i don't know if i want to start a series all at the beginning or wait till you guys finish doing your reviews and then go back and watch them but i'm definitely going to get them one way or the other hell yeah cool. do it hey uh darren can... before we leave darren brings up ashoka i think uh we, we should leave that for the next episode oh yes oh, we <laughs> i think paul and i have have, have opinions we have opinions um... differing opinions probably but at least we've watched both episodes, so that's that's insane. true. Oh. So we are we are watching them, and we are. It's not like together. Secret Invasion where I watched the first episode kind of in pieces because <laughs> I couldn't enjoy that shit for <laughs> nothing. What a horrible series! Like I'm not jumping on the internet bandwagon there. I actually thought something. No, was no. Wrong if you don't like, like something, you know that's your opinion, Paul. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But you know, like contrary how... just because the internet is exactly. And I didn't want to I, I just finished watching that show and I was like, is something wrong with me? Like, what didn't I get about that? And then I asked people around me and then I also thought it was like shit. And then I switched on the internet and thank God the internet came to my rescue because it turns out it is actually crap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so <laughs> even Screen Crush has trouble saying good stuff about that. Sorry to name drop you, Screen Crush. Uh, very cool YouTube uh, show. And also, um, what's that? Uh, spoilers, heavy spoilers. Also a really great uh, YouTube channel. Anyway, uh, Andrew, thank you so much. Rob, you rock as always, my dude. Um, Absolutely. And... Paul, has anyone ever told you you rock? Because I just... Not did. lately. Thank you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely rock. Hell yeah. And thanks to everyone for yeah. joining us live. Um, mm -hmm. Enjoyed the, the interactions. And I hope everyone enjoyed yeah, joining us uh, for this journey on 20 questions in Fireflight. Uh, yes. Have a good one. <laughs> yes. Remember to watch us on the next episode. I'm actually literally killing time to try and find the little video that we play when we so I need one of you guys to run interference um, oh, and also um, quickly yeah I mean we never do this uh, if you liked it hit the like button Hell it's, yeah. it's awesome yay thank you. Uh, thank you very much subscribing lets us know you care 
Yeah, and you want to see more from us in the future. And if you really care, join the Berg Force. Absolutely incredible group of people um, who keep the lights on, keep us going, allow us to make streams and make cool content and get toys for reviews. Um, and if you yeah. absolutely Thank love you. us, you can buy some of the merch. Get Ooh. some really cool shirts. The Paul apparently Patreon. is designing new ones. So trying to in the next yep. 10 years or so, you're going to get cool new merch. Don't worry, guys. It's coming soon. Paul is too busy. Didn't you no, just do no. it? Well, didn't I just too do? much on your plate. Didn't you too just much. do a new shirt? I feel like it, right? But that was actually a while ago. Um, and I've been again, trying to... I thought you did another shirt here recently and was only doing a limited time on it too. Like oh, yes, shirt. yeah. Yeah, I did a renegade right, show. That was go. a limited Paul edition has one. Done yes. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So um I knew maybe I had faith. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make that work. <laughs> and with that said, uh everybody stay awesome, stay classy, keep playing with your toys, and yo Joe. I gotta I gotta play the thing. I gotta play the there we go.